शार्क टैंक इंडिया को देखकर हम सबको स्टार्टअप्स में इन्वेस्ट करने का मन तो बहुत करा था पर हम कर नहीं पाते थे बट अ प्लेटफॉर्म लाइक टाइक चेंजेस दैट टुडे वी इंटरव्यूड करण मेहरा हु इज द को फाउंडर एट टाइक टाइक हम जैसे रिटेल इन्वेस्टर्स को स्टार्टअप्स में इन्वेस्ट करने देता है इट इज़ अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग प्रोडक्ट बट उससे भी ज़्यादा इंटरेस्टिंग इनकी जर्नी कि ये यहाँ तक आए कैसे और कर क्या रहे हैं फ्यूचर प्लान्स क्या है कंपनी का मिशन और विजन क्या है और किस तरीके से ये कंपनी बिल्ड कर रहे हैं इसके बारे में हमने बात करी If you are a future startup founder I would recommend this episode for you and if you like this episode make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel hafte mein do bar hum podcast episode lekar aate hain Hey Karun welcome to the CNTC show how are you doing Hey Ayush uh, thank you so much for having me uh, super excited to have a chat with you I've been going through your previous work and I think I have a lot to live up to <laughs> I am so so excited about this conversation. Uh, like your journey as well is extremely inspiring. We're just talking about it. I wanna I wanna take a step back and we'll we'll talk about the the company and the entrepreneur stuff. But I wanna probably rewind like five six years in your life and just dive deeper into your your dreams and ambitions and how they've changed over the course of when you were a kid, school, college, first job, and now Tyke. What was that journey like? Oh, absolutely. I come from a business plus financial family, hmm. so uh, it was always about uh, more finance, less business. Surprisingly, okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I I pursued chartered accountancy. Uh, did it in the way it was supposed to happen, and I started working at Deloitte uh, in uh, M and A and uh, corporate restructuring. Okay. Its का मतलब क्या? M and A और corporate restructuring का मतलब क्या होता है? uh what mna and corporate restructuring basically means is that today uh, uh whenever a company uh, is looking at expansion uh, there are various ways to expand the first way is that the company can either invest resources in the company in, in its own company and build mm-hmm. it internally right uh okay. for early for early stage companies it might not be that difficult but once you grow and scale there are systemal processes in place and it turns out to be more expensive sometimes uh so what people do is they go forward and look at partnership opportunities which are something which is something which we got mergers and acquisitions so you either merge with a company or you acquire another company which is doing something you want to do uh, mm-hmm. in both these cases uh, it's you're actually purchasing something or you're getting access to something which is not your own uh, which sometimes uh, turns out to be a better alternative that's what mergers and acquisitions are corporate restructuring is basically once again companies expand uh they open new operations in different different parts of the world uh it affects the way taxes and compliance acts on every single stakeholder involved so they have okay. to restructure their company in a manner which can now become an organization and an institution rather than just uh a particular uh single company so the work that goes behind that processes uh, hmm. and the earlier part is what we used to do that interesting and and how did of course this was the part after your probably had get done your education i'm sure you do yeah. like what you thought of tyke it must be in the making like in like th- there are multiple years that tyke was in the making it's just that it it blew up uh, probably in the last couple of years in terms of like that idea in your head but wo entrepreneurship thinking pehle se thi wo dreams pehle se the ya wo ekdam aaye uh no so i don't think that was the case with me ayush hmm. uh i never thought of uh 
pursuing entrepreneurship actually was thinking of pursuing further studies hmm. uh i actually di- didn't think about uh the fact that hey you know what let's quit and start a company tomorrow i was pretty okay. happy i think i was learning uh good stuff and i did not think about entrepreneurship the yeah the part where um where being your own boss and stuff like that was sometimes uh hitting my head but it was very i would say it was not enough to make the leap because i didn't have anything solid i could right. think of right the only the only thing i could consider in terms of entrepreneurship would probably be uh joining my family business at that at that point of time okay uh, so yes so there was nothing of that sort uh, at least at my side uh which i was discussing with you earlier as well i used that i think uh uh entrepreneurship sometimes is an outcome of uh, of being restless about something right uh and 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 that was the case with me uh with tyke eventually the idea started because of my experience with the entire process that is involved in, in such deals and investments in general hmm. uh which allowed me to think that you know what uh, why can't there be something better why can't there be a better process for investments to happen for acquisitions to happen for 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 increasing the tam of people who are investing in in private companies right so uh, why can't these things be explored because they seem pretty interesting to me but it wasn't happening whenever i spoke to anybody uh so it was more of restlessness that made me want to take the leap another thing which one which which was there was fomo as well as you rightly said fomo <laughs> not not from the perspective ki sab log entrepreneur ban rahe but for more that uh, if i don't do this someone else will and right. that's something which will not sit with me hmm matlab maine problem solve nahi kari aaj to like kisi aur ne kar di to bahut bahut bura lagega ki ye kar sakta tha main hmm yeah because because what happens is sometimes is that uh, i i i mean I, i run a fintech company i'm not building some crazy robotic company right <laughs> which is something which has a crazy level of uh, right expertise involved right for us it was just taking it live and taking it out, take, taking it out in a certain legal or a compliant manner so uh, maybe maybe this is a this is a creator syndrome but once you figure something out you think anybody else can as well right uh, right so that was also something which uh, allowed me like for example let's say you're doing this podcast hmm. you've been fairly successful with it uh, sometimes you may be thinking that yaar ye to koi bhi kar sakta hai right Uh, obviously the the point is that you, your audience is different the way you do it is different but right. it's that it's that it's that creator syndrome which always kicks in that okay you know what what's so <laughs> what's so mind blowing about this right it it does and i think uh, especially for creators right after a point of time um it's very easy especially the kind of growth that creators are seeing right now it's explosive growth for a lot of them i know people who have been making content for the last 5 years are at probably 100k subscribers but this one kid has been making content for 5 months has a million subscribers so even uh, even the algorithm can be uh, i w- i wouldn't call it unfair but w- could be in favor of somebody else than you or the audience's interests could be in favor of somebody else's so that always hits you that you know am i doing something different at all especially in in the product business if you if you look at a lot of in fact fintech companies as well today uh copying products has been like a, a regular exercise now uh one company comes up with a very unique offering and then another company comes up with a very similar offering right um so even after that it comes down to what story you are telling what what's your brand like do you have that loyal audience that 
you can sell your vision and mission too one thing that really excites me about like we were talking about audiences and and you know people starting up is that i get a lot of this uh, these questions on my instagram that i'm i'm a college so i started up in college and and people resonate with the story and tell me that yaar mai college ke andar hu Uh, I'm from a tier two, tier three college, and I really, really want to start up because of X, Y, Z, Falandam ka reason. मतलब कुछ there there is no particular thought process which is driven by yeah. a frame framework yeah. or a problem. मुझे start up करना है. But because of some reasons, I I saw Kunal Shah ka experience देख लिया वने. I saw some X entrepreneur ka कुछ देख लिया. मुझे start up करना है. And like you said, right? Like you started up because you had that burning problem. कि boss, I have to solve this. For somebody. who doesn't have that burning problem what do you think should be like an ideal road map to start up uh look i i may have a very different view on this but i think mm. uh uh you need to acquire domain expertise in a particular segment okay uh, you need to work very closely with people who are industry leaders in that particular segment and i think sooner or later you you are going to come across some problem some loophole some hierarchy which is uh, which is which is there because it's there right there is no reason for it to be there it's just there because that's how things have been going all this while right so right that will be your cue in terms of you know what do i do i have what it takes to build this sell this and market this right so i think uh, because i personally think uh, if you want to start up uh, just because you want to start up uh, things get very difficult very often right uh, i've never heard any startup founder complaining about the fact that uh, i work the entire week i'm traveling uh, at very odd hour flights i'm staying in budget hotels cuz we can't spend so much money uh, no one's complaining cuz they understand the fact that uh, this problem is big enough right so the problem with starting off without having restlessness is uh, your urge to give up is slightly higher compared to the other one interesting as you said right that um as a startup founder uh, you're taking probably flights at odd hours and and not sleeping some nights i think that's that's fairly regular and becomes part of the routine like it doesn't feel like how it's glorified on twitter or linkedin it doesn't yeah, feel like yeah. that when you're actually executing things um like i want to dive deeper into your personal life since you are a young company but growing at a very very fast pace that comes with a lot of responsibility and you are a first time entrepreneur so i want to know very very candidly are you are you getting time for things other than work if yes how are you managing that time because uh personally i am like i struggle with this a lot right how much time do i give my my partner my friends my family what's what's your like distribution of of time like like what is how is personal karan is like no so uh when you are in the 0 to 1 or when you are in the uh pro mvp stage when you are building something for the hmm. first time it's just ground up you've not raised any capital at that time you can't think about these things right because that time also you shouldn't because you're just starting off uh, that 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 adrenaline boost should just do that for you but i also personally think that it's very foolish of entrepreneurs to think that they have to do everything themselves uh, it's 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 actually uh, it's actually very similar to being uh, over possessive uh, with your partner right uh, 
so once you once you have pmf once the product is in the market once you've raised a decent amount of capital you need to use that capital to hire people uh, who do those things for you right because uh, a sales call or a marketing pitch or a partnership agreement or any of these things which are not creative in nature uh, should not uh, take up your time right one of our mentors at tike has said that you you need to work on one process only once uh, until it is done right you can't do the same process again in your company because that is not efficient utilization of your own time typically what happens is most founders don't understand that okay my time also has value right because they're generally not paying themselves that well uh, this is their full time job this is what they're doing day in day out right but we need to understand that just from a opportunity cost point of view that okay you know what if i wasn't doing this if i wasn't on this sales call but the other person was could i build or disrupt something else and could i squeeze the market increase the tam and come up with a better opportunity so coming back to your question uh person current now has good amount of time uh, because we because because we're a fairly we're a fairly uh, decent size company now we're around 50 people uh so we have people who know what they have to do and they do it uh i would requ- i i i think i would say that maybe a 10 20% more would be nice but i'm not complaining interesting you you said a very um interesting thing about mentors giving you like an advice that that of course comes from a lot of wisdom experiences their own mistakes yeah. um we get this question a lot which is uh, finding mentors and um I've always struggled to answer this question because I've always felt that mentors have come very naturally. Um for you specifically speaking, do you have a framework that this is how one can find mentors for themselves? Uh for me it is not about finding but it is more about choosing. Right? Because uh uh typically what typically the way it works for startups is that their mentors eventually becomes a board and the board consists of investors right hmm. i i don't fully agree i partially agree with that uh however i think uh, for uh, however i think your mentors have to be people who've gone through something similar in the past so in I, in my case i have some mentors who worked and have been successful in the fintech space uh founded companies themselves sold it and have have, have been successful right so right uh i and and second is your mentor needs to have complete clarity uh, and complete straightforwardness with you right i've seen a lot of times a lot of questions come up and i've asked it to people and the answer is very like ghoom phir ake uh hmm. and i understand over there itself that okay he does not know it but uh he's trying to answer it in some way right but i think i think i think in i think in mentorship there has to be complete candidness complete uh uh clarity and complete straightforwardness in terms of who you go forward with to find the right mentor is like finding the right uh apartment for you right it, it you will have to see 20 30 before and see what works for you ideally right. try making sure that the mentor has aligned interest with your success which in today's world is as simple as asking him to write you a check in his company your company understood so this is what i'm understanding skin in the game yeah. like if you can make them invest yeah. in your company even if it's a small amount uh, make them do yeah. that 
second is uh, i think domain expertise is very important so that they don't uh, like you don't get a media like you don't get we won't have the same mentors right like my mentors would be very different than your mentors third is that they have to be extremely candid straightforward honest with you like if if you're doing something wrong they have to call it out like you they have to call your bullshit that's very important i think uh, i'd add one more thing i really feel like they have been mentors that um two people give me the same feedback same feedback one person induces anxiety that what am i doing another person induces hope that okay right now making a mistake i can do this better and i really feel that like as the gen z's or the millennials say that the mentor that you vibe with more uh, is the one that i would yeah. prefer choosing yeah. because um, sure. feedback can can really get you in in this journey because it's not an easy journey i mean what do you think about this yeah absolutely i completely agree so uh so that's how you find or choose right but uh it's it's like a it's like a product funnel that's how you acquire right but uh, what mm. you said is about retaining a mentor like how do you retain that mentor right <laughs> which is what you said Correct. but this i i i add another point in retention right uh mm. that so another thing about mentorship is that that person should be genuinely concerned about your well-being and should be concerned about how you're doing which means it's not always you who's sending that text saying hey can we speak maybe he is asking some questions or maybe he's 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 sharing something with you he or she whatever it is so i think uh, i i think i think over a period of time uh, there will be some level of concern as well which which develop which is a personal relationship and you must have one with someone you with someone you look you look up to right that makes a lot of sense i want to quickly um like ask a super like off topic question uh, what does what does current hate about the startup ecosystem <laughs> i think i think i think what i hate about the ecosystem right now is that uh uh because people have done things a certain way uh and they've been successful where those things those things have nothing to do with the way they've done things it automatically becomes a rule book that hame bhi aise hi karna for every budding entrepreneur because of the if you do this way because that person got sequoia to invest that will also happen with that but that's not how it works right. right so i think i think i think independent thinking is lacking Uh, in in today's uh, startup ecosystem interesting one thing which you which you said about i think it, it, like a couple of answers ago is um salaries right initially uh, founders even don't get paid a lot like i i know people who are very new to the startup ecosystem and uh, you know very rightly so their thought processes that company ne 10 million utha liya to matlab founders malamal ho gaye raat raat aaj ek gaadi aayegi aaj ek ghar khareed jayega it's a this was also thought process which now i'm going to move like one step further i saw this uh, post that was going viral on linkedin i'm sure like the stats were put in a misleading way but like it showed something that the ceo salary has been shooting up like crazy especially in bigger it companies that have been profitable for some time now um and in you know people are getting paid 10 crores a year uh, 50 60 crores a year right that's a it's a big number for uh, even if even uh, for somebody at that position uh, whereas the salaries of people who are just joining the company freshers are have not increased that much on an average scale uh, what are your thoughts on this do you think this is how it's supposed to be or this this disparity that's happening between the two is is going to affect the ecosystem uh look talking about uh, bigger companies uh there are two things right uh, there are two types of bigger companies today one is a company where the founder is still the ceo and the second is where there is a ceo and the founder is long gone right 
in 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 option number 2 uh, if it is performance based sure why not uh, but in option number 1 i would say it shouldn't be that high uh, considering you also have stake uh, you also nowadays all founders are parts of esop pools as well apart from their own stake so uh, i think uh, in option number 1 i would disagree but option number 2 uh, if it is variable if it is linked to performance why not interesting and do you think the same kind of kind of increase should happen in the fresher salary as well uh look i i i would i would disagree i i don't think uh, that that freshers uh, need to be paid a lot to start but i would still i am not very i'm not a big fan of the appraisal cycle the way it works so i would probably work on that rather than the entry price right by the way what is an average ceo getting paid from like a seed level to then a then a pre series a series a series b like what is the what are the average salaries like i'm sure like some companies would be an exception but usually what are people paid so uh, there are two ways of looking at it right the first way of looking at it is uh, what is what is uh, what were you making before joining this company uh, in my case i'm not married i was staying with my family so it was uh, i didn't have too many expenses as well right so uh, i was okay with that part uh, in in case of mature and 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 and, a, and, a, and i would say founders who are, who are a certain age they already are in that burden of 40 50 60 lakhs of expenses yearly and they were and they anyways have, are coming from companies where they are making a crore or more as well right hmm. for so for someone like this uh it is difficult to start off with no pay uh because you have expenses you have people to take care of right so what i have seen is that people at at of of such stature they look at a they look at a uh pay cut which allows them to make their expenses happen but they're not looking at making any savings uh that's what i've seen so there's definitely a pay cut they don't they don't pay themselves the way uh they would be paid at a microsoft or at a bigger company uh however for early stage founders i think most early stage founders start off with no pay uh right uh the 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 ones who don't have uh i would say expenses to take care of which are not avoidable so right there are two there are two coins so typically typically the way it works out is that what i have seen is that in uh, before you're funded you don't make any money uh that's your own savings anyway which you're putting in the company so there's no point making money it's just a circle coming back right uh, right once you raise your first round of funding i think founders typically make between uh 12 to 50 lakhs depending right. again which stage you are who are you etc uh and then i think it it almost increases in a granular manner sometimes double sometimes 30 40% basis stages works for employees is they is they get a raise on a writing founder that's basis reaching milestones or reaching uh, new rounds of capital interesting now that we are talking about capital and and investments i think it's time yeah. to also yeah. talk about tyke uh, i want to know the story right like, like not just the the what but the why of it exactly what was that point where you like yes tyke is the company that i want to start and that and then do do let us know exactly what does tyke do what are your plans moving forward what's the vision what's the mission statement how are we moving forward with this so uh uh when when we started off with tyke there was a very simple point that today the way banks function the way banking works the way 
investment banking or brokerage works it is not built for startups it is built taking in consideration your smes uh, your 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 bigger corporates your bigger organization it's not built considering the entire loss making model right it's not built that way uh that's the reason uh, most banks today are pretty futile for startups until and unless you just want to bank your capital with ft uh that's the reason you're seeing a lot of new banks come up as well so typically what we saw is that today there is no banker or there is nobody in the industry who's genuinely solving for all the financial problems of a founder and the problems are primarily uh facilitating transactions uh getting uh financing uh working capital or otherwise and uh, managing the wealth uh, that 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 you accumulate rather either as profits or as investments right typically these are the three requirements that any startup has today any founder has today founders today when they are raising capital uh, they are basically not getting access to utilize that money in the correct manner which means that they are not able to earn much out of that money a because they don't have a wealth manager this thing and they're not supposed to as well it's too early and number two they're so focused on getting pmf getting traction getting the numbers right right so the money is just acting as a hedge in the bank it's not doing much for you additionally okay. when you're raising when you're raising this capital as well the entire way in which the capital is being raised is a very tedious long term process takes tons of paperwork tons of filing you're charged approximately around 2 to 3% as hidden fees in forex spreads transaction fees all of that stuff right so uh i always i say this i say this in most of my uh, uh sales meetings that typically a founder is losing out on his 3 years of his rent uh in just hidden charges to get the investment in right so right that's that's actually a very true stat as well uh so so so, so so that's the goal the goal with tyke is that how do we become the 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 capital and wealth partner uh for companies for startups today uh so that we can facilitate all their investments we can help them with bridge financing and we can create wealth for them from their own money very interesting yaar i think um, um, after shark tank which i thought would bomb completely and after it succeeded the idea of startups is now much more talked about than it was and once i see companies like tyke doing what you're doing right um you've essentially made everybody startup investors at a very like silly question to ask but once i invest through tai let's say i invest like 5 10000 rupees through tai can i like now call myself an angel investor like what does it actually become <laughs> so uh, i'll take it two steps back right so right. the overall vision of tai is how do we help with capital and wealth for companies but uh, we started off the company uh, we started off uh, our with our first product in october last year Right. it's called tyckinvest.com uh, now tyckinvest.com was trying to solve for the uh, bridge financing piece in the entire uh, jigsaw puzzle right so uh, what we did is we re- we realized that today everybody wants to invest in startups but only a few do it right, right. Uh, the main reason was because a, there was no online play uh, so they had to do it completely offline and number Correct. two they, they didn't have access to opportunities uh access and they didn't have uh, a very heavy wallet to invest as well 
So we thought, mm-hmm. why can't we create a structure which allows people to invest in companies or back early stage companies with something as low as five thousand rupees? And that is basically what TaikInvest.com is. Now to answer your question, yes, you can call yourself an angel investor. Although legally, angel angel investor is not is defined a little differently. But right. yes, uh, uh, the slang what angel investor means is anybody who is investing in early stage startups. That makes a lot of sense. Um, if I'm not wrong, the the definition of angel investing uh, for what the probably the 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 financial body defines is also different from countries to countries. Correct? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. There are uh, to be an angel investor per se. There are certain net worth and certain uh, uh, I would say uh, experience requirements that you need to meet. Even some some level of requirements of how much of of how little you can invest as well. Uh, hmm. I think in India it says twenty five lakhs in four or five years. Really interesting. I um, I'm very keen to uh, you know talk about this. That I feel you companies like you are democratizing the start investing ecosystem because I was talking to some syndicates of of you know angel investors and people who are not from the startup ecosystem uh, probably are not very very familiar to this. But like a bunch of angel investors come and they they invested together to probably hedge risk or uh, to find better deal flow. And one thing that I was really fascinated what I got to know about a couple of years ago is it's. It's not the amount of money that you have that differentiates you in the startup investing ecosystem. It's the access to deal flow. What access, what kind of deals you are getting, will differentiate you from probably like another syndicate or another investor or another angel investor per se. So I think, in my opinion, what what you've done is made that access to deal flow real, really, really accessible, which might not be a big deal for somebody who's outside the startup ecosystem. But for somebody like me who has been studying the ecosystem for some time, it's a big deal. And uh, I think that's something which which really revolutionized the way I looked at companies like you completely. No, absolutely. I think Ayush, you're right. It's not really about how much you invest, although there is a there is a small nuance there as well. The minimum uh the minimum you invest using syndicates is still around 3 4 5 lakhs right uh so our our approach was that why can't we uh solve for the bridge financing or this financing capability that a company needs from their own user base or, or potential users right uh, that was the, that was the thinking because if someone likes their product has given a good nps score to them uh, is talking about that product to their friends uh It it is highly possible that they'd want to invest in it as well. So, Correct. Uh, so our our target audience is not active angel investors per se, but it mm-hmm. is people who've not invested earlier. So eighty five percent of people who are using Tyke Invest today are first time uh, users or backers of such companies. That's amazing, yar. I think one thing that really fascinates me whenever I talk to founders is. Uh, everybody has very different learnings while building a company. Yeah. Can you uh, like very objectively put? Kiar, boss, three things. So now I have bought like three things. I have learned in the last two years that were like maybe basic but revolutionary for me. Like I'll 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 probably start with one of one example that I learned. I did not know how to delegate, and I never thought it's a skill. I never thought delegating is a skill, but after like years of probably failing and my my first company not working out, I realized. If if I don't delegate well, then the company is in big trouble. Like this, what were your three learnings? Well, I think uh, my biggest learning is that you can't start off a company with just one idea. Uh, it has to be a one product, right? It has to it has to have a bigger picture. Uh, 
it has to be one product or one idea which leads to more products or ideas which leads okay. to an entire ecosystem uh that's number one uh so if you if you if you want to start off with one idea it's a it's a good opportunity but it is not something which uh, could could change the game right uh number two is uh i think uh, over time i've learned that uh it's important for startup founders to start trusting their gut um i think there's a very interesting rule that amazon says that if you're 70% there just start it don't wait for 100% that's not going to happen right. so number 2 is that and number 3 is uh you need to develop uh people skills and motivational skills as soon as you can because that's what's going to differentiate you uh compared to anybody else in the company or elsewhere i think the last so these things uh, for me point is so powerful because there are times when um probably a team member who has and it's not even their fault right like a lot of people a lot of times you can't share the big picture with a lot of people for somebody who's doing incredible work for months and months and months but they're not able to see the result it can get really demotivating while founders have long term interests and long term vision in mind like a team member might not have that and to be able to motivate them and to actually show them that bigger picture I think that's a very important skill and and that story storytelling skill is incredible that I've seen in some founders and I think Steve Jobs is the is the biggest example of that like how he used to come on a stage and just wrap the entire theater around his stories and everybody just focused on um you know what he's saying it's really incredible you know um one thing that I like to ask almost every founder is and this is a very almost a heart to heart question that every morning um there's a certain level of anxiety that a lot of people wake up with the there's a funding winter going on the startup ecosystem in general there are so many layoffs people are um struggling founders are struggling i know companies that are doing really well had a killer idea but now i see a news that they are either potentially shutting down or they're already shut down or they're in the in talks of like a not so good um acquisition how do you deal with this i'm sure kabhi na kabhi to hota hoga even if your company is successful then the the anxiety is can i now bring it to another level how do you deal with it it it, it must not be easy so i think i think uh anxiety is not that bad right i was actually watching uh, uh this one uh, this show we crashed recently okay. the story of the downfall of we work and okay. uh, and 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 uh, the only thing the only word that they use for the founder adam newman throughout is that you have fortitude fortitude basically means uh, the ability to turn things around when things aren't working well right so uh, people with fortitude are the ones who win that's that's literally what the show is based about right so uh, although i mean things went south later but he took it to a massive scale right uh, so so the point or the learning here is that you need to be resilient and and if anxiety converts into an idea an opportunity that is how you need to think you need to look at it right for example you're saying funding winter you're saying some is shutting down is that an opportunity for you to create a monopolistic like view in a crowded market right, right. uh companies are shutting down or they're being acquired uh is is that an opportunity for you to look at getting their best talent on board right so that's 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 how we need to look at it uh 
typically i've said this earlier as well on linkedin that i don't think any early stage or any startup which is still in the earlier phases uh, will ever face funding winter right and companies which have good unit economics uh, are making money on every trade will ever have a funding problem hmm no that makes a lot of sense i think these are the times when those gems are formed because yeah because what's because what's happened is that typically companies which were burning money with the eventual hope or this very famous word in the ecosystem called ltv right. uh, will be will be achieved uh, they they have struggled to do so at that stage right they've uh, miscalculated the ltv number now because mm-hmm. the ltv number was miscalculated uh, that is that is where the valuation of the company goes haywire uh, which was not the case earlier right uh, now because now nobody would want, no no founder would like to do a down round would like to raise money at a lower valuation right Correct. so that is that is where layoffs happen so uh, the whole cycle is based on predicting how much money are you making per user over a period of time now that would now that would not if you are running businesses which are unit economics wise positive we call it contribution margins in mm-hmm. finance if you have a if you have a positive contribution margin uh then then these scenarios are slightly rare for you there are companies which are raising around slices back around uh off businesses doing the best work they can do there's a edtech company recently which became a unicorn in the series a called physics wala so companies which are fundamentally uh, right. built on good unit economics and uh, are able to predict a certain ltv still makes sense but if you if you're running a company burning uh cash with the assumption that after 3 years uh i will make a certain amount of money from this user uh and that is where i am on a 4 is to 1 ltv cap ratio or whatever it is that is where things sort of goes out right for the audience uh ltv is lifetime value of a customer and cac is customer acquisition cost um but but that makes a lot of sense i think what you said um companies which are um, on a very fundamental level have a very strong way to make money if not now then eventually will survive and and this should survive i think um in fact uh, f- from a from a founders perspective as well the we had a very hard time hiring in the last one year but now we are seeing that hiring is also becoming easier because companies are not yeah. throwing money there is there is a very uh, fair value of you know talent as well that is now being associated which i think there is there are corrections happening every, everywhere uh, whether it's hiring or whether it's uh, you know valuations of companies or companies being uh, given cash with with just like uh, something that's not even that robust or strong so i think that definitely makes a lot of sense um we're almost at the end of the podcast i want to ask you something which is Hey Janan and this this something which really fascinates me I want to understand like what's Karan's um everyday day like 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 how do you like describe ki acha this is how my day goes like uh so i think uh, i start off my day pretty early uh hmm. there's some reading there is some level of uh walk or swim or exercise something happens uh i i i come to work pretty much in a very scheduled manner i think i one one another advice i'd like to add is that uh founders need to start planning their day in 30 minute slots on their calendars right i think it's so important it's so peaceful 
it solves most of the anxiety problems as well uh so i think uh, that is something so that's something i do every morning or the night before uh so pretty much pretty much anything from product to sales i i don't think i have a specific role here sometimes it's just uh preparing for some meetings sometimes it's in person client meetings now because that started uh, right but but 30 minute slots or maximum 1 hour slots uh of tasks i have to do i try to limit my tasks to not more than 7 to 10 a day uh because i i i i think i think uh we're at a stage where the quality of work will matter more now uh right so that's something i'm working on personally and yeah less uh i i, I less less fire fighting is always a task i i don't think my day goes well or i had a very good day if i'm coming home later from clocking more hours i don't think it works like that uh for right. me it's about having a day where your metrics are met or having a week where your metrics are met and there was no level of panic or firefighting that was required right i actually think founders have started glorifying the fact that hustle is great uh hustle is great but uh, i think the definition of hustle is sort of been misconstrued now i i'd like to just add one more thing it's something which i started this year i call this Uh, an absolute win framework so this is how i structured okay. it i realized that as a company when we were growing initially we we were pitching to brands and we we had a we had a 100% strike rate we we then realized that we are now right now pitching to 20 brands now we are pitching to like 50 brands 60 brands there are bound to be you know we are bound to lose pitches even and and that could happen because of 10 20 different reasons and then we realized that a day could i don't want in a day that there are only losses right even if the team has done a great job there could be a day where we are losing every pitch so every day i keep one or two meetings which where i know there will be an absolute win now this could be a client that i know is really really ha- happy with us this could be an internal meeting or uh, or us probably doing something internally that i know is going really really well and this has changed my day that the the day is going probably not so great but just to keep my morale high i always keep that 30 minute meeting where i feel you know it's like it's almost yeah. uh, self validation ki apne aap ka you know yeah. pad on back ki theek hai theek hai theek hai chalo ho raha ho raha ho raha karenge karenge and and even though it sounds very uh, basic it has changed my day like it has changed the way um, like my motivation flows through the day it's i think a really solid thing one should definitely try it out i feel but no absolutely um, absolutely i think the only challenge is um, uh, you've been you've been fairly successful not everybody can have absolute wins every day are <laughs> I think that's where you have to trick your brain. Then, then you have to do meetings yeah. where you know for a fact that you will, you will feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But thank you so much, Karan, for uh, you know coming on this conversation. It was really, really fun talking to you. I think I learned a lot. One of my, I think, key takeaways was was what you said, what your mentor told mentor told me that you focus on one process once, build it into a f- like a proper like machine factory process, whatever you want to call it. and then you step away from that you you shouldn't go into like a problem the second or the third time i think that was my key takeaway something that i really need to learn even further to to make sure that the company scales uh, more and more so thanks so much for giving me and the audience like like a lot of gyan um i'd like to just ask you one more question if if you had to ask me one question in this podcast what would that question be how are you getting 100 pin strike rate i want to know that <laughs> now we are not i think initially 
uh, and it's something which I think is a very interesting strategy. So the first company I started in 2019 didn't work out at all, like an absolute failure. Uh, so the second time we we knew that we have to be very very targeted in our approach, and that's why the kind of companies you're reaching out with and the proposals that we're reaching out with were so pointed that I know for a fact that no other media company is writing these proposals. So that led us to make, uh, you know, initially that led us to make a very unique space in the market through which we gained like a lot of trust. So that led us to, you know, almost 100% strike rate until about, I think, November last year. After that, the team grew a lot. And then we started doing a lot of pitches. People, came, uh, you know, uh, started coming to us with pitches. And when people come to you with pitches, they're usually also reaching out to 10 other companies like you. So um, I think now we are almost used to the fact that there will be like um, more losses than wins in the company. If you don't have more losses than, than wins, then you're not pitching enough. And um, in our in our industry as well, it's it's a it's a matter of because every company is reaching out to ten companies. There's no possible way that you can have more wins. Uh, you know, like 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 it's said in in the startup ecosystem as well. You don't need a lot of yeses. You only need a few yeses to to yeah, make your yeah, life amazing. Yeah. So that's the kind of philosophy that we have as well. But um, very very interesting. Good conversation. Thanks so much for this. I hope you have a very good day and for the audience as well. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Do follow Taik, Karan. We'll have all the links in the description and we'll have some interesting coupon codes as well for you to try out. And thank you so much, Karan. This was very, very nice hosting you. Thanks. Thanks, Ayush. Thank you so much and all the best. I think you should keep the podcast going. Thank you so much.